You have a very friendly face, so oh. it's easy to... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I've been working hard. Very good. <laughs> Welcome to the Thoughts on Digital podcast, ideas and insight about the ever-changing world of digital marketing. Hi, my name is Adam Levine, and today I'm sitting down with Steve Jacket, the Chief Operating Officer at All Things Media, and today we're talking about data-driven retail experiences. How's it going, Steve? Going well. How are you, Adam? Very good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So uh, I thought today would be a fun day. We just uh, came back from NRF, which is yep. uh, National Retail Federation, um, and uh, we're talking about some things that we took away from that conference. Sure. And one of those things that um, that I know you know you 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 found uh, very interesting was mm -hmm. how data is being used or or not being used right. uh, when it comes to retailers and what what's out there. So. Um, yeah, why, why don't you tell me some of your thoughts on, on sure. you know, data collection and how that works in the retail space or, or maybe isn't working? Definitely, yeah. I, I think everybody's hearing that data is so important. And uh, most companies and retailers out there are well aware of the fact that they need to be using data. Data is king, and it's going to lead to, you know, better profit margins and ROI and everything that they need to be successful in their space. Right. Right. Uh, Despite that, it seemed like NRF this year and, and probably recent years is still struggling with answering the question of how you actually use that data. You know, sure. it's, it's, it, everybody knows that you need to have it. Not everybody knows. Uh, very few people seem to know exactly what to do with it once you have it. Right. It's, it's a very powerful thing. But if you don't know what it, you know, how to use it or how to apply it, it really doesn't matter if you have it at all. Exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, one, one of the things that I, I think makes this a relatable topic to most people is that, you know, Data mining or collecting, uh, even though it's had some recent high-profile breaches, you know, across yeah. banking and uh, you know all other retail uh, industries as well. Yeah, uh, I'm a victim myself. Yeah, exactly. Good times. You know, everybody's kind of <laughs> lumped into that. It, so there it's is a very this... real thing, you know, to right. and, and a very and you feel very um, uh, taken advantage of, you know. Yeah. So so it is a very real thing for companies to it's, to be aware of. It, it's kind of shadowy. It's behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. People, you know, are, aren't aware of. They're they're clicking on terms and conditions and not right. really reading them. Who reads a hundred page terms and conditions about where your uh, data is being placed or right. stored or or how securely? But despite that, there doesn't seem to be an overall reluctance among most consumers nowadays. Uh, to still provide that data, uh, especially where it will lead to a better overall customer experience. So, right. if if you knew that by you know sim the, the the traditional examples are pretty easy, you go into a store, you purchase something, they say, hey, we'd love to give you a coupon uh, or put you in our loyalty program, and every time, every five times that you come here, maybe you get uh, you know a ten dollars off or a, a free sandwich at a, a, a you know, Jersey Mike's, whatever sure. it is. People are comfortable with that, and, and there's an obvious reward or return on providing that data. So it's it's kind of uh, uh, easily discerned by the, uh, by the cons uh, customer why they would actually re release that data and be okay with that. And most people are, are have been doing that for years, so they're familiar. Um, it's really more the uh, the the kind of neural network or the connections that the companies are now trying to make, which are far more advanced where, you know, you're, you're not only trying to understand what the person's uh, purchased in the past, you're suggesting new purchases, you're mm -hmm. trying to upsell them on related products that might be uh, useful. Amazon is obviously great at this. We've all seen, 
Yeah. When you go to your, uh, you know, your search history, it, it will suggest other things based on that history. As you're putting things in your cart, uh, it's <laughs> saying, hey, most people who buy this also buy this. Or, oh, yeah, it's you know, brilliant. It's brilliant. Did it's, you remember an HDMI cable? You probably need a longer one. I've been, I've been getting um, alerts that, that say, you know, we based on things I've looked at, they're just sending me suggestions for things that I might like, right. like as, as push alerts. Yeah. Not even when I'm in the app, you know, right. it's obviously it's in, in the background, but a push alert that says, you know, hey, we saw this, uh, this new product out there. We thought you right. might be interested in. So it's like, it's, it's borderline creepy, but I've, I've also accepted that that's how this system that I bought into works. Right. And it's, and, and I'm not going to lie. I clicked it. It was last night. I clicked it and I was like, all right, let me see what you got. That's the thing. You and, know? and when you click that, that company now knows that you're going to click that or right. you're, you're a potential, you know, uh, customer via sure. that channel, other people that may not be the case. And if, uh, you know, one of our parents doesn't click that five times in a row, they may not see that after after sure. a certain amount of time. So that that's really kind of where you know the smart retailers are starting to make real headway with with data. It's not just simply having it for the sake of you know hoarding information on your customers, mm-hmm. but it's it's turning around and using that using it in real time in some cases or close to real time, and making informed decisions about you know, how they're going to engage you as a, as a customer or re- hopefully repeat customer. Sure. So I, I know that, that a lot of, um, you know, uh, the idea of repeat customer and how they're going to use that data ties into who is uh, on that account, right? So yeah. there's, there's an interesting thing happening where, um, and we were talking about this before the show, where mm-hmm. um, multiple people are using single accounts, you know, whether it's, you know, using six people logging into Netflix, which they actually allow, they allow allow that. Um, But then as a result, you're getting, you know, information (laughs) from other people and (laughs) you're starting to see, you know, it's a kind of an interesting side effect is the peek into that other person's, you know, life. Right. But, you know, why why don't we talk a little bit about how that works when it's um, not just, you know, on on Netflix or show recommendations, but when it comes to product recommendations. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I I definitely think that happens. Uh, I think in some cases people are extending the uh, (laughs) actual uh, terms and conditions. But uh, for the most part, you're you're right. You know, companies like Netflix have an understanding that people have... Uh, you know, the ability to, to view their content on multiple devices in multiple locations from work, from home. Right. So there's, there is there is an understanding that even using it correctly, like I'm sure most of <laughs> you out there are. Um, I, I think that at the end of the day, if um, those companies, yes, if it, it's a contentious thing where, you know, with, for those companies or some of those companies that feel like, you know, yeah. they might be taken advantage of, I think at the yeah. end of the day, it still drives brand awareness and it still right. allows more people to have eyeballs who then talk about their product, sure. their shows or whatever it is. Yeah. So I do think that it is in the end yeah, and, beneficial and, for and, those companies. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go on but too yeah, far a tangent different... here, but, you know, I would say that all these companies are... Oh, you know, whether whether people think they're beating the system or not, these companies are aware of oh, yeah. who's using it and where and how often. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, they're pretty savvy to, uh, to, to uh, you know, the ways that people might be using their product. And as such, they will adapt their business over time based mm-hmm. on that. 
if it's no longer a viable business model to allow six people to have that same account, maybe it goes to three, maybe it goes to, sure. you know, uh, there's other, some, some sure. other mechanism for them to yeah, they're, monitor. They're that. not dumb. But, but to your, to your uh, broader question about, uh, you know, where, how that data is being looked at and where it sometimes fails in my estimation really comes from a couple personal shopping experiences. You know, whenever you uh, go out there and you're uh, shopping for appliances, let's say, these are generally once every decade or hopefully more right, right. <laughs> uh, decisions. And if you go to, I don't know, wherever you're you're buying your, your appliances, Home Depot or something, and you start to search for washer dryer or, you know, uh, uh, refrigerators, all of a sudden you start to see that in the ads uh, for weeks to come. Sure, which is kind of strange. Most people probably made that made that decision and move on. Right, but the right. data kind of lags it to some degree. I think yeah. you know I, I'm I'm sure retailers out there are going to get a lot better with this. Right, but from my perspective, that's one example where uh, the data kind of lags in a way that's obvious mm-hmm. and. Uh, really takes you out of the experience. It, it it looks like it's very deliberate on the part of that retailer to position, uh, you know, an ad or a product in front of you based on past history in a way that's not very successful. Speaking about uh, data that is sort of blindly put out there that nine times out of 10 probably works just fine. Yeah. Um, but in that one instance when it doesn't work, it could go, you know, catastrophically wrong. Yeah. And it was an article that I was reading where there was a woman who was having a baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so she was getting all these baby magazines, you right. know, mother magazines, things about, you know, all that. She was getting coupons for, yeah. you know, baby stores. And then tragically there was a miscarriage and the ads never stopped. Yeah. And there was the, there was just, it was a data driven, you know, result, but right. a year later, you know, when she shows, she, she, I believe she had called and really tried to say, look, you know, Hey, you know, I don't need this anymore. Please stop sending them. And yeah. I think some of them, you know, did stop sending things. Right. But it's something like about a year later, yeah. there was the congratulations, your baby's a year old now. What right. do you need? Yeah. And that's yeah. devastating to somebody mm-hmm. in that position. Yeah. Um, and it's just a data related problem that could really cause harm to an individual mentally. And then also how's, you know, of course that person's not going to be kind to the brand from that point on, you know, you've lost that person. You've lost them. But and, you've also and potentially that, done some, some harm. Right. Right. I and, mean, the, the wide, the wide reaching, uh, aftershocks or right. ripples, uh, you know, from making the wrong decisions with data are, are, can be, you know, Pretty catastrophic to the and, business. And, and, and I don't know, you know... Um, as well as da- data breaches, as we see with companies like Facebook and sure. then trying to rebuild that trust with con- with customers. Sure. That's that's why I think there, there does need, you know, and I'm sure these companies are working on these things and trying to make them better and improve on them. Mm-hmm. But that that is, a, it's a very strong case for why it needs to be more than one layer of, we've got this data mm-hmm. now we just assume there's a, there's a large assumption that comes with that data. Right. You know, this is what they bought. This is what they must like right. forever. Right. You know, that, that sort of floodgate is open now right. and it, it's, it's not, you know, there needs to be some sort of way to monitor and check in and figure out and, and tune what that person might be into. Cause whether it's, you know, something as, you know, devastating as, you know, the death in a family down to just, I don't need a washer and dryer. I bought one last week. Why would you, right. can, you know, for four months, send me the same yeah. thing. There needs to be some sort of, you know, um, you know, adaptation 
in that space where our, yeah. you could have a more successful, um, you know, I, I guess, yeah, uh, rollout for, for your customers and, yeah. and just so it, it makes for a better experience in right. general. Yeah. I mean, some of the things are far, you know, less intrusive. It's just a question of when, when your product is going to be delivered. Mm -hmm. I, I had this recently on Amazon where, you know, they indicated I should get it by Wednesday. If you don't get it by Wednesday nowadays, and they said you were getting it by Wednesday, that could be a big problem, especially right. if, if you're, you're catching counting, a you're flight on it, Thursday yeah. morning and sure. you needed that product. Sure. Uh, so, you know, that's just another example where I think data can go wrong and, or, or you could attempt to over-deliver to someone and, uh, and, and really come up short and then, you know, reap the, the consequences of, of underwhelming a customer in that experience. Sure. I know, I know that, you know, um, just, just working with data and working with, um, analytics, you know, we're, we're trying to do what we can on our end. You know, sure. when we're putting a product out there, yeah. there's, there's at least, you know, um, we've, we've made strides trying to do focus groups with, mm -hmm. you know, you know, if it's something we're doing for automotive, we're going to, you know, talk yeah. to dealers. We're going to go out there and, you know, see what the product that we made, see how it worked, see if, if it was doing well, you know, so there, there's things like that, that, you know, can be done mm -hmm. and, you know, get yeah. really get on the ground for, and not just data that's collected, but also like, sure. the, you know, the human side of data. Yeah. Uh, you know, all things media is, uh, really well positioned to do usability testing if we need to, uh, field testing and research, uh, in advance of really building out a, uh, you know, a, a product for, mm -hmm. uh, a, one of our clients, um, you know, I, I think one of the real strengths of, of ATM is uh, being able to deliver on a multi-channel basis. You know, nowadays, uh, as I said earlier, it's not just what, you know, you, you, there's not one way to deliver information to a, a typical customer nowadays. Mm -hmm. And we have the ability here to, uh, to deliver everything from videos to apps to game experiences to in-store retail experiences. You know, but finding ways of backing that with, with, with usable, actual, usable data. Exactly. Um, and, you know, all, all most of the clients that we work with have a, a substantial amount of data that they've already been collecting over a period of years. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, in the automotive sector, these clients know a lot about their customers. Uh, they, they've been, you know, conducting research and they get all sorts of customer feedback uh, throughout the various channels. We can leverage that when we're working on on projects for those clients, and uh, you know, again, I, I think it's uh, one of the hallmarks of ATM is our ability to be adaptable and flexible, and not just give them the cookie cutter solution mm -hmm. that might have worked twenty years ago or sure. might work today, but won't work in the future. I think that's uh, a real strength of ours is being able to, uh, you know, not only deliver a solution that's uh, viable today. Mm -hmm across multiple channels, but also one that, you know, will uh, meet their needs next year and five years down the road as well. Nice. Do you have a, you know, so, sort of a closing thought here? Do you have any advice for yeah. if, if, if someone has, you know, a product, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they're a retailer out there and they're looking to promote their product and really connect with their customers, yeah. but doing so, you know, data driven, but with, with mm -hmm. a meaning in a meaningful way, do you yeah. have any advice on how they should maybe, you know, look at that yeah. bigger picture? My advice is probably going to come from Mr. Rogers, <laughs> and that would be, you know, just just be be yourself with it. Be honest and, and earnest about what you're trying to do. Uh, if, if a company wants to hold an event in a brick and mortar and solicit customer feedback in that space, uh, 
it's very transparent. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing. This is the purpose. We sure. want we want people who like this brand to come and engage with others who like this brand or to meet subject matter experts who can inform them of new product offerings. It's a very uh, kind of transparent approach to uh, to mining information from those individuals. So, you know, I guess if, if I had any advice, it would be when you are collecting data, uh, you know, make it as as clear as possible what you're collecting. And there's some, le- you know, there's significant legislation out there nowadays, GDPR, et cetera, right. uh, that forces this. But I, I think, you know, beyond that, uh, retailers should take uh, even a, a further step to go out of their way to uh, to be clear with their potential customers about what they're, why they're collecting that data, mm-hmm. what they hope to do with it, and make it very clear to those customers, you know, a la the product suggestions on Amazon, why this is good for you. You know, the example I started with, if you get a free sandwich every five times you go to, to the store, uh, to that restaurant, you're going to probably keep going back there if it's a good product yeah. and if it's a good price point. I think the key takeaway is transparency among, you know, yeah. retailers and, and, you know, having a very clear stated goal because if yeah. you're if you're transparent with your customers exactly. it's 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 just you know it's only going to benefit ev- you know everybody right because at that point you're you know there there's there's nothing shady there's no you know um, right. you know misinterpretations right. and you know you can you know have a, a more meaningful connection yeah I, I think that sounds about right all right cool well thanks so much for uh taking the time to talk awesome thanks all right. adam all right take care Ideas always go further when they're shared. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on iTunes or drop us a comment on YouTube. Let us know what you think about today's topic. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.